Yeah, yeah. You know what it is, man. J Street vibes. You know the vibes, man. We out here, man. It's your man, Skinny Caraway. And it's Jason Jones, uh, Long Beach's finest, uh, ready for another <laughs> off-season of lottery talk. Uh, well, questionable, well I'll, I'll say this. Questionable phrase decisions, and you know. We're it's back to lottery talk because we didn't have lottery talk last year. So oh, that was that was we're, only because they didn't have. A we're getting back to lottery talk. There was still there was still a lottery team. They didn't have. A oh, for sure. I'm just saying lottery talk. You know, we, we actually have people. You know, 18 year olds that we have to uh, dissect now. You know what I'm saying? So 18, 19. Mm-hmm. No. So I guess we got some time before we actually hit on that, but the but, season I mean, is well, over. You know the uh, lottery. Well, we don't even. The lottery don't even matter, right? Are they locked into 12 or 13 or something like that? Well, you can always move up. Remember last year, the Lakers moved up. Yeah. I, this I mean, was okay. So that's what I thought. I, since people were trying to say, um, and no no shots to nobody, no shade. I just Maybe I didn't uh, read it correctly, but that they were locked into 12 or 13. I was like, well, what's the point in the lottery? It's definitely, no, that's not they definitely got ping pong balls. Yeah. You know what they, they, what so, they've just done is they've made it to, it's not as weighted as heavily in the top three. Mm-hmm. So now I think I believe the first, the worst record can go from one to five instead of one to four or one. You know, basically there's a much wider range of where you can end up. Right. So and it worked last year with a bunch of teams. Move a couple like the Lakers moved up, the Pelicans moved up, um, the poor Knicks. You know, your backup team. Oof. They didn't. You know, they were hoping for Zion or Should've Ja. Had Zion. I no, should. They shouldn't have. All they would have did was he like fed him pizza. <laughs> what? And what? Up what do what New Orleans did to him? <laughs> yeah, they just would have just yeah. Zion deserves justice for Zion's career. <laughs> all they're gonna all 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 the Knicks would have done though was like I don't know, let him hang out in Times Square, eat Garrett's popcorn or whatever, <laughs> and just you know they would mismanage. They would have traded him after a year. Who knows? Mm. Traded him to Dallas. Yikes! Yikes! Let me stop. Well, well, yeah. Please leave the Knicks alone. Please leave yeah, them I, out I like of this. Scott, leave I like them Scott out Perry. of this. I like Scott Perry, and I and I think we all know that the Knicks' problem is, you know, maybe we can touch on that. Talk about the Kings. Their problem starts higher than the GM. So yeah. Well, we can get right into the Kings. I mean, well, let's do some housekeeping. Housekeeping first. Um, you know, just take you behind the curtain a little bit. We talked about a possible post game show after the Pelican game, but uh, I mean. Let's just be real. Look, I love doing this podcast with you, Jason. I love doing this podcast in general. I love talking Sacramento Kings basketball. Um, there was no reason to have a post-game show after the Pelicans game and the Lakers game. They were like one long game. So we just said, let's wait till after the Lakers game. And that's what yeah. we did. So, But the Kings won both of those games. Um, means absolutely nothing. I was glad to see De'Aaron Fox did not play in that game because there was rumblings that, you know, he wanted to play and that he may play. And uh, there was absolutely no reason to see him out there on the court. And he didn't play. And, um, yeah, that, I mean, that was that was a positive. My man Jabari Parker, I liked what he did in the two games. You know, yeah, that was a positive as well. This was an extended scouting session. They needed to see. They really hadn't gotten a chance to see Jabari in game action. He wasn't healthy when they got him. He wasn't right. in shape. So, I mean, this was just, you know, getting some film on him because odds are he'll opt in and be back. So, you need to start seeing what you got with him. Just I, like, him I, like what was, I like Jabari. I like Jabari. And, I, and you, you touched on something really good. Um, a good point, I should say is when he came to the Kings, he looked a little sluggish and he looked a little out of shape. Well, he just came off surgery. 
And, um, you know, he'd used the last, I don't know how many months it's been, maybe four or five months. Um, seems like he's gotten in good shape. And really, I feel like next year, um, next season, is going to be the biggest season of Jabari Parker's career. And I think with that being said, he's going to have a huge offseason. And um, I, I I liked what I saw from him in these two games. And I want them to definitely have an open mind about having him in the rotation going into next year. I think he can help. I mean, when you're the Kings, whatever your record is, with 31 and 41, can you really rule anyone out? I Jason, mean, we, we had the saddest podcast ever last time. Are we going to have the remix here? I don't know if it's the saddest. I mean, if I if, if I let Twitter dictate things, it'd be the angriest podcast oh, ever. Man, I mean, they're angry over everything. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because... Uh, People were like, man, well, how come they're not going to give Justin James and Kyle Guy like 40 <laughs> minutes? But it was just the uh, end of last season when they let all those other guys like B.J. Johnson and them play and they blew that lead. What the hell were you doing, Dave? <laughs> Shit. You know, this they could have won 40 games, but the game don't mean this game don't mean a damn thing. Who cares what happens? <laughs> oh, my God. Dave didn't give a damn. He look at this. He let them lose. I'm like. Okay, who gives a shit? You'll probably never see any of these guys again. Who cares? So it's just funny how, you know, how things change. And all of a sudden it was like, we want to see Kyle Guy. <laughs> and it's, we, you know, and I understand what the Kings were doing. I, I, I think I even tweeted it. These decisions aren't made in a vacuum. I do believe the front office definitely want, I mean, they've liked Jabari Parker for the last couple of off seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of my big concerns, they're going to try to sign him and make him into a, to a small forward. Yeah. And, you know, and that, that was kind of my worry. I was like, are they really going to try that? You know, like, really? He's a four. Right. And he might just be an undersized five. We don't know. You know, because you know, of the injury. He can't but, move no more. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, but I think that I definitely do believe that they wanted to get a real good look of get some of Jabari in game situations, which is why they played him with regulars. Mm-hmm. Because you... You know, you can't get a solid evaluation of him if he's out there with Kyle Guy, Justin James, Daquan Jeffries, and I don't know who else you would throw out there. And I can't like Harry. And that's no knock on those guys, but they're not the rotation guys. Mm-hmm. And that group I just named, the only guy who's really a rotation guy who has been one consistently would be Harry. Right. And you can't, and I, I do believe they wanted to get a good look. You know, I know it's not what people want to hear. I know it's like, oh, great, we're getting a fucking look at Jabari Parker, but hey, it is what I, I mean. I've kind of, I'm kind of a. It is what it is, you know. There's no need to complain about what you can't change, you know. You work with what you got, and you know, in that sense, it doesn't hurt that you, you know, to get some game action of him and have an idea of that at, at, when he's healthy, what kind of things you can do with him. And to me, that's also a sign that Vlade's not going anywhere, that Luke's not going anywhere, and for better or worse. Most of this team will probably be back next season. They don't have any choice. I mean, I would look to get creative in in, in, a, in a couple of spots. We talked about it uh, last time on the podcast. Um, and I, I've thought about it some more. I know what my guys in the league have said. I, I know what you said, Jason. Um, buddy, I, I don't know. You tell me, Jason. Am I being a little too critical of Buddy Hill, is he too much on my shit list right now where he says stuff like he said after today's game, and maybe it should mean nothing, but it continued to rub me the wrong way. And I just get bad vibes from Buddy, and I'm willing to give him away. I'm willing to almost give him away at this point. 
Almost getting away. Yeah, I think you're being a little hard on hard on him. You know, I think I, like the post game stuff today. That was him just being shitty because he probably didn't really want to talk. It's he just bad vibes, Jason. It's been bad vibes, and I and I and I completely get it. And the thing about Buddy, it started before the season. Yeah. It started before the year about you know, about his contract, and you know, you know, he wanted he you know, so it started before the year, and it's just been kind of you know, and I but. He, I'll say this though. I won't blame it. I, like I said, this is me. This is my point of view. I'm not even putting that on Buddy. I'm putting this on I'm putting this upstairs. You know why? Mm. When these guys threw a temper tantrum about Dave, what happened? Dave got fired. Mm-hmm. So you got a young team, and I'm a I'm a firm believer in ain't nobody in that team done a damn thing where they should they should be able to go up there and say anything about anybody. <laughs> but you had a young team, you had several players who did not like their coach. And then when they see that coach get fired, they feel in part like, see, they listen to us. We are vindicated. So you get mad at Luke? Fuck it, I'm a bitch. <laughs> you know, I'm going to call out the coach because I didn't play in the, you know, but you know what? You That's that's the that's the environment that was created. And to me, that speaks, that speaks to a, the bigger problem. You know, once you do that, and I mean, I think I've talked about it before, that's happened more than once in the Vlade Divac's tenure. It happened with Demarcus and George Carl, where the people, where players felt like shit. We ain't gotta listen to George. You know what? You know, so I mean, you know, and I've had the. You gotta wonder, is is that you know, we talk about changing the culture? Is the culture really different, or is it just that the, the guys are nicer because they because Demarcus was just blunt? Oh, by the way, happy birthday, Demarcus! Today he turned hey, thirty. Shout out, Boogie. You know, but. You know, maybe because maybe because Buddy does it in a different way. We, you know, people and they like him a little differently. He's not, you know, he's not scowling or something. Right. It's the same. You look at it, it's the same behavior. It's the same thing. You know what? I don't like what you know. And and things. I'll say this too, though. Ain't nobody on this team did what Demarcus has done as a player in this league. Mm-hmm. And he got and they and they he and he didn't get to dictate shit. Right. But there was a feeling, at least with George, I know, and the coaches was like, okay, well, shoot. He runs this shit. You know, he cussed the coach out. And <laughs> and he didn't get suspended, you know. And I, I just think it's a, it's an environment that the Kings have created that's a problem, you know. And you have to have a coach who has a hammer. And I think they gave Luke maybe a bit of a hammer because he was, you know, he – you know, he benched Buddy, he benched Deadman. But at that point, these guys are like, what the hell is the hell do you think he's doing? They have shit work around here. Right. So, yeah, that, that's just me. Yeah, I just, no, you're you're spot on. And I just, and it, it's always tough for me personally because, you know, I, I don't I don't want to get it misconstrued. When I say the things about Buddy and I say bad vibes in the locker room, I, we've been in the locker room. And we've said repeatedly on this spot on this show on this podcast, he's not a bad guy at all. Not a bad guy whatsoever. I haven't had a bad experience with him personally, and he's not like malicious. Like he's not, he's he's not a problem in that sense. But it's just, like I said, man, it's just bad vibes. And you went to you know another point of. You know, he can go out there and bitch and moan about playing time, about coaching, about starting roles and all this other stuff. And it's just it's just one less thing that they they need to be dealing with right now. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 the elephant in the room. We all know, like, like everybody knew 
or I don't want to say speak for nobody in the locker room, but I know in the Kings world, in the media, we all knew when they were playing good and they were winning, it was still like, oh, but, you know, but he's not happy. And, you know, he's he was barely speaking to the media and saying two words because he wasn't starting. Well, nobody needs to deal with that shit, man. Trying and he was, play, basketball think, games, he was man. playing better. He was playing, he, he was playing great. He was playing great basketball, but we couldn't even we couldn't even completely focus on that because he had two two words to say to everybody just because he wasn't starting. And then the, the one time they lose a game, you know, he he talking about uh, was that during that streak when he, no, no. he had the other the, one when it, that was that that was the, the time reset. Luke didn't trust him anymore. That was in December. They're playing Minnesota at home. Luke doesn't call a timeout. Let Buddy you know make a choice. Buddy settles for the three at the buzzer. I think they're down two. They're down one or two. So I mean, you did. It was, it was a situation you didn't need a three. Yeah, and no. he 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 runs the clock all the way down. And then you know, because remember, he I think it was an overtime game. He hadn't played a, a good chunk of the fourth quarter. And then he comes out with you know, coach, don't trust me. And that's when I asked him, you know, are there things you can do differently? You know, and that's and that's when he hit us with the infamous. Every ain't nobody stopping nobody, bro. It's like uh, wow. <laughs> I, was, the, I was done after that, man. And <laughs> then it was that followed by even then I even asked him, you know, hey, could you have done anything different? Could you attack sooner? Give you guys a chance at an offensive rebound? No. And it's like you know, and like I told, I talked, I, I talked, I know a lot of hoopers. They said, you know what? If that had been my team, there would have been a fight the next day at practice. I'm saying he wouldn't. Saying. He would. He wouldn't. He would. He wouldn't have been the worst defender on the team. Talking about, I ain't the only one not defended. It was like, well, <laughs> we covering up for your ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, so, that would have been a fight. That would have been a fight, you know. And so, like I said, it's, the, the problem the Kings have is not. I think um, what Buddy Sal. I mean, you're paying him like a starter. You're paying him like a high level player. McKeeley made twenty five mil next year. That that is that is you know and. When when Lou Will is making eight mil as a six man, and you're paying Buddy Hill twenty five mil. Mm. That's a starter. That, that's not even just a starter. That's an all star level starter. To in my opinion, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And he's coming off the bench, so I, you know, and he's not a guy who's like, you know what, I'm still getting my and I and I kind of admire the fact that he's not like I got my money, I'm content. That's good, but there's got to be more, you know. There's got to be, more, I don't know if order is the word or what the case is. There's got to be, there's something lacking in that locker room in terms of just a a voice. You know, a guy like Shump who will say, shut the hell up. Right. We're winning. You know, you can't have, you know, you, you can't have the type of, you know, that kind of mojo. And right. I and I don't think, it, I don't think it gets any better next year if he's not starting. A lot of that I, is dependent on if, if, if uh, Bogey is back and, I I fully expect he will be back unless he gets like a bizarrely high, you know, because I think I believe the number the Kings are willing to go up to is, you know, they're willing to go up to that 17, 18 mil a year range to keep him. So that's a whole lot of money in two guards. And and if he's not starting, two two guards that are essentially six men, really, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not uh, they can start like you have to have the other four positions be like elite for them to start at the two guard and be a winning team in this league. You know what I'm saying? And the Kings don't have that luxury right now. And, and I, like I said, man, I could, I could see a situation where the Kings trade buddy and buddy plays well somewhere because he's not a scrub as a ball player. He he can fill it up. He can score, you know, he's, he shot the ball historic clips in this league. So I can see that, but 
I'm, I, I, look, I don't want to say nothing too crazy because I'm, I'm really leaning Jason's towards saying I'm willing to give him away. Get no, whoever don't. wants to take him off my hands, I'm willing to give him away because the money and the attitude is it's suffocating in that locker room. In in my opinion, it's suffocating. I, the only thing is, like I said, the pro- the issue is who if you're going to pay Buddy that much money, you've got to really value him. And what do you give up in exchange for him? I don't know if there's a deal out there. People throwing out the whole Al Horford thing. I think the last thing the Kings need is a 30 plus year old center. Yeah, I, I don't agree. Think, but I don't think they need that. And it's almost and, like how and, and, how do you want to die, though, Jason? Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but here's the thing: you want to die with Buddy Yield on on the, on the squad, suffocating the locker room, or do you want to say like, damn, maybe we got got in this draft, but at least we got twenty five million a, a year that we don't have uh, uh, to we can allocate that somewhere else. I really, I mean, honestly, I, I I'm not giving away Buddy. Mm. I I, th- I think he has an elite skill <laughs> that you just can't duplicate. And they need that skill. And I just think there's got to be, I don't know, it's soul, what they need, soul searching, you know, come to Jesus meeting. There's got to be something to where you figure out some way to make this thing work. Because, you know, I know for a fact the coaching staff did did try multiple ways to maximize Buddy, to mm-hmm. give him opportunities to show that he was a full-time, well-rounded player that didn't work out. So this is not a matter of the coaching staff. I, I know that's the fun narrative. Oh, they must hate him. I'm like, the same complaints that D- Dave Yeager would have had about Buddy, same thing that uh, uh, Luke complained about. And people forget, I know someone mentioned to me that, you know what? Uh, Buddy had his best season last year and Buddy started every game he played. That's true. But people forget about that too. Buddy wasn't supposed to be the starter. <laughs> no. Bogey was supposed to start because the year before Buddy started and he played horribly. Right. And they went to Bogey, they switched, and Buddy played much better in that. You know, he played much better. So if Bogey doesn't get hurt playing in, you know, playing over in Europe, Buddy comes off the bench to start last season, too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's just to me, I don't I don't know what you do, but I don't think you take on another bad contract because the, here's, here's, here's the thing that the problem they're they're gonna have right now. You're, you're, you've already got two big contracts in Harrison and Buddy. De'Aaron, you know, you're paying Corey Joseph about $12, 13000000 million next season. Oh, my gosh. You're, um, I'm, you're possibly paying Jabari Parker $6.5 million. Your best deal is Rashawn. He's like at $5 million. Yeah. You know, but you're also, you know, and then you look at, you're going to have a draft pick come in, you know, and... De'Aaron will be eligible for an extension this summer, and they're going to have to max De'Aaron out. And that, the crazy thing about that is that for all the years they've been in the lottery, they've only had one guy they've kept they could have maxed out. That's crazy mm. to me. Mm. And, that, and that was and that was Cuz. So you look at that, you're looking at the, a situation that in a year or so, they're basically going to be capped out with a team that might be the 10th, 11th best team in the West. And they're that, in a they're they're about to be in. They're about to be in purgatory again. And what's going to end that up happening is you're going to have to give, give them away. Yeah, but I think I think if you if money-wise, you I want to say you keep the younger asset, but shit, him and Harrison about the same age. Yeah. And see, that's so that's and that's a, and, that, and that's another problem with it too. You got all this money, you know, if you can say the young core, Bogey, Harrison, and Buddy are all damn near 30. Right. So so that's my thing here. It's not just the bad vibes in the locker room. And it's not just the money. It's the combination of the two for me. You know what I'm saying? Like if he, if he was making 
big money and he was Harrison in the locker room, I'd probably let it slide. If he was making little money and he had bad vibes in the locker room, I'd probably make it slide. But you can't be making big money and be um, somebody that's suffocating the locker room and, and hamstringing this thing. That's why, most importantly, because people have asked me, like, well, what would you want for him? And I feel like I know you're probably not going to get anything fair for him, but the most important thing is to get off that contract. Because if you don't, you're fucked, for lack of a better word. You're fucked. Yeah, and they just might be fucked. Because, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're, you're in a situation where you may have to take on bad contracts or attach. And here's what the Kings can't afford to do is start attaching picks to move a guy like that. I mean, they're in a they're in a tough spot because they're in their their route to improvement is essentially counting on these guys to get better and hoping that Marvin Bagley is damn good. Right. That's their route to improvement because financially, unless they make a dramatic splash like getting, you know, two or three players for Buddy or somehow finding a team that you know, you, to, you move a Harrison Barnes, you know, move one of the are you maybe you move a Kojo, if you move one of those contracts and, you know, and even then, Corey's contract is basically a two-year deal with a buyout after year three, I believe. So mm-hmm. that's not the worst deal to have, you know. And you had to pay some guys to get to the salary floor and all that, I understand. But they're looking at a situation in two years, De'Aaron's on the first year of a, of a, of a max deal. Uh, you're paying Buddy about 20-something million. Same with Harrison. And you really might not be better than Memphis Grizzlies, Phoenix Suns, a bunch of teams. Yeah. And you and if you're gonna if you're gonna be mediocre to bad, you can't be mediocre bad and, t- and have all your money tied up in guys like you're a good team. Right. And so I mean they they, they gotta I don't know what you do because uh no you know you you basically you hitched your wagon to the whole our our good young core. Hell, part of that young core, Harry Giles might walk <laughs> for nothing. We you know. We've still only gotten what's got what seventy five games out of out of Bagley in two years, so you don't yeah. really know what you've gotten, Marvin. Like I said, yeah. I mean, and, and it, to me, I know it's unfair. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it, it should be the case, but they need Marvin to be damn good, or this is this shit is going to sink quickly. They need Marvin Real to be quick. unbelievable because the reason you know, and I'm and I'm not a big you know bashing about Luca, but the reason why you didn't take Luca was because you didn't want to mess with Fox. Buddy or Bogey. So essentially you chose four players over him. Mm. You chose Marvin, and then you then you chose the future of De'Aaron, Bogey, and Buddy. You need two of them guys to be st- you need one to be at least a superstar. Right. And you need the other one to be a day, you know, worse. I think case, you need both of them to be all stars, at least. Oh uh, no, I mean, at yeah, least. yeah, yeah. Two yeah, of you them need, to be all stars. You, you need two all stars and one superstar. Like I said, mm. at worst. Yeah, I mean, this is gonna sound cold, and it's not, it's not even a distant Bosch, but you need you need Marvin to be Toronto Chris Bosch. Yeah, that's what you need. You need 100%. him to be a legit max All Star player who can become a stretch four, stretch five. That's what you need from Bagley, yeah, and that, that's that's a a lofty thing to put on about he's talent. But that's that's what you need from him at this point. You need, I mean, that's got to be the floor for him right now. Right. Or you got to blow this thing up again, and then you're looking at year 15, 16, 17. Yeah, you know, that's gonna this thing's gonna go into and then you, 18, 19. If, if yeah. this doesn't work, we're going to we're, we, we might see 20. We might see 20, Jason. 
If yeah, this don't then, work. Yeah, and then you're going to see new GM, new coach, new everything, and then you start this process again. And I, and I do feel for the guys in this sense, people saying 14 years, 14 years. Luke is responsible for one year of the, of the 14 <laughs> years. Right. Darren's only been around for three of them. But every year they don't get in, it just puts more and more on damn. What the hell is wrong with y'all? Right. And, and the simple answer is a lot. A lot. You know, you, I think your GM put too much power into the players. I think that I think that hurts your coach. And I think mm-hmm. it's hurt more than one coach. Because you, know, you don't think Dave knew that none of the players were talking shit to a lot in them about him? He knew. And everyone wants to pin that on Marvin Bagley. It wasn't just Marvin Bagley and his dad. I mean, that's a bunch of shit, too. Bl- blaming, you know, Speak blaming... On. Blaming the all, all Marvin got Dave fired. If you believe that, I got a bridge to sell you. If you believe Marvin Bagley was the only player who didn't, you know, right. who, who had, you know, so, but don't think Dave didn't know that was happening. I mean, there's no secrets in this league when it comes to stuff like that. Everyone knows what's happening. And, you know, you if you're not, if you're not going to empower the coach, you're going to get lackluster effort. You're going to get guys who think it, isn't, it doesn't matter what they do because they just run a guy out. And to me, that also speaks to the, the the nature of the player you've drafted. And I know when they traded DeMarcus, it's all about character, 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 character matters. We're going to get nice guys, whatever. Nice guys can be assholes, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because he smiles to the media don't mean he ain't an asshole. I think, I think Dame Lillard is probably one of the nicest men you can find on the streets. But in between them lines, he's, he's, he's a beast. Yeah. He's a beast. Yeah, and I think, you know, and and I think people also don't understand too is that with a guy like Dame who's like that, when it comes to his organization, they're they're, you know, he's all in. You'll never question his effort. You'll never hear about Dame being a coach killer or this or that. Dame's taking it all on him. And the Kings need about twelve guys who will all say it's all on me. I don't care if I don't know. Homie the clown is coaching us. We're gonna play. <laughs> That's a throwback. Homie. Yeah, we gonna we gonna play. And and this, you know, so I I, I think it, you, you need to I mean and to me, if money weren't an issue, ideal world and all that, you know, and I'm all, I'm going by the assumption that you're gonna have the same coach and GM because there's no indication they won't, even though I know that's what people would like. It's not gonna right. happen. Not you know, which you, I, I would shake up that roster because I mean, a, a real question we got to ask ourselves is this too. Um, as much as uh, we all, everyone there likes Bogey, I like Bogey. Come on now. Why are you Why are you fighting to keep this nucleus together? Come on now. Look, I, I somebody asked me earlier because um, I was talking about it because you know these uh, rumors came out that New Orleans is not happy with Lonzo Ball and and all this other stuff. Number one. Uh, I agreed with somebody else and I had the same thought in my head. Alonzo Ball, I don't want to say he's the perfect guy to be alongside Fox, but that's the type of guy you need. You probably want a little more offense out of that guy next to Fox, but mm-hmm. you need a guy that is bigger, longer, can defend the bigger guards, doesn't necessarily need the basketball on his hand, like scoring wise. I think Lonzo needs it, you know, to facilitate. But that's the kind of guy you want to put next to Fox. But yeah. I even made the, the suggestion. They were like, well, what? You know, would he uh, be happy backing up Fox? Because in the deal, I had Buddy going to New Orleans or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, would he be happy backing up Fox? And I said, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, ain't no guarantee 
I would re-sign Bogey. <laughs> and and I love number eight. I love Bogey. I have no problem with him. But like you said, you look around at this roster and the only the two spots that you can save money and possibly get talent back for is for Buddy Hield and, and Bogdan Bogdanovich. That's the, that's to me, Jason, that's the only area that you can look where you can take care of your cap and you can possibly get something in return. Harrison's not getting you nothing in return. You're not trading Fox. Marvin Bagley, you're not trading. Rashawn Holmes is on a good contract. Baysmore, all these other guys, you're not getting anything back for them. The and only spot you yeah, the only only Corey Joseph not getting nothing back for him. The only spot you can considerably get cap relief and or talent back, just bodies back, is Buddy and Bogey. Yeah, That's the only way this, their, this roster yeah. can shake up. Yeah, because some of the guys they have under contract are guys who only help a good team is what I call them. Guys that they have more of like a guy like Corey has more value, say, on a Lakers or a Milwaukee or a mm-hmm. Clippers or a Miami than he does to a team that would have a, that would have the young assets you would want. Like, Corey ain't, you know, a team I'm trying to think of an example. He's not going but, to the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah the, <laughs> the Knicks have, the Knicks are basically you, you know. Right. And they're right. like, you know, you know, so you're just, like I said, they're, you know, Rudy Gay once said it was basketball hell. And... You know, and people got mad at Rudy like he was lying. And I'm like, what the hell you want him to say about it? <laughs> it wasn't sure great. Basketball heaven. I'll tell yeah, you. <laughs> you know, he didn't see the the, the, <laughs> God, the basketball gods weren't shining down on him. You know, I, I'm not, so I'm not going to I'm not going to, uh, you know, talk, talk bad about my city and everything like that and say it's basketball hell. I won't repeat that, but it sure as hell ain't basketball heaven. I know that much. Mm-hmm. And I can say that city. for sure. Yeah, it ain't the city. He wasn't referring, he wasn't, he wasn't talking about, you know, going down the Chipotle body arena or, you know, <laughs> that, you know, that sauce was, that was a horrible place. <laughs> you know, you know, it's, it's, it's just, just, you know, it's, like I said, you know, I'm not, you know, everyone knows I ain't a Kings fan, per, you know, so to speak. But there's so many people in the organization that I like, basketball side, non-basketball, everything. And you, I would love to see them do well. Like I said the other night, I got a bottle of wine. I plan to open when they make the playoffs. That wine is gonna might be sitting for a while. I might just drink, drink. I might have to say, I might just have to drink it for some other reason. Like, oh damn, they moved up in the lottery. Let me open this. You know, I don't know. Right. Hell, create, man, hell. create new playoffs. If I make the playoffs in two K, I'll let you know, and uh, you can pop it open then. <laughs> hey, I was I was playing 2K last night, man, and why the hell damn Harrison Barnes wouldn't miss against me? I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, you know, yeah. Green and, and, green circle on him and Bagley just was on. I was like, man, I never <laughs> I didn't get to see this this season. I got them boys rolling in 2K with, with the Kings because I'm always my teams, right? I'm the Kings. Uh, back even when the the Niners had early Alex Smith, I was the Niners. You know what I'm saying? I'm the Giants. I'm always my teams. And man, I, if I could coach them. You know what I'm saying? They'd be uh, 33 and two. You know what I'm saying? That's just, you know, what it is. If I could control them in, in real life, they'd be balling. But unfortunately, real life isn't 2K. So Yeah, you, you can't go in there and play on rookie mode or adjust the, you know, <laughs> boost guys' ratings. Like, oh, my God, why is everyone a 98 now? Well, what did I do? You know, but yeah, I mean, there's just a lot they got to sort out, I think. And, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, they had a story in the Athletic about their cap situation. They don't have a lot of cap room. They've got a first-round pick. 
Maybe you, you do what George Carl wanted to do years ago is maybe you trade out the lottery and try to get a guy back. Because, I mean, at this point, I remember everyone was hyping up the depth they had, which I think we saw wasn't as deep as people wanted to, wanted to believe it was. Hmm. You know, I, I, you know, I hate to say I told you I felt, but I told you so. I just didn't think the team was as good as everyone told me they were. I'm like, what are y'all seeing? <laughs> you know, you know, I, I think I think everyone got seduced by 39 wins. And it created, you know, and, and I get it because, hey, it was 39 wins. You hadn't seen that in a long time. So I get, I just think they, people lost track of the big picture and overvalued what they had. And then other teams yeah. got better. And I don't think the Kings, in terms of their roster makeup, got good enough. I mean, I think you can say Corey, you know, whatever reason people, people hate Corey Joseph, I don't get it, but. He Man, was he, they hate he, Corey Joseph. Well, I have no idea why. You know, he would say, you know, you upgraded the backup point guard situation. Rashawn ends up being a better fit than Willie, but really overall, it's not that much of a different roster. And, and you know what, Jason? I'm I'm gonna say that like I understand it's flawed and there's issues. Um but I still like there's still a part of me. It sits here and says, um, they 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 battled injuries, <laughs> Fox and Bagley, and they're not deep enough to lose two of what's supposed to be their best players, right? Like, yeah. like that's the key. They're not when everybody's there, I think they have a pretty good I don't want to be too homers, but I, I don't think the roster's as bad as it's made made out to be, right? When everybody's yeah, I, there. I, I, I hear, like, I hear what you're saying. They can't suffer not the margin for error is too thin, too thin. And like you look at some of these teams in the bubble, and I mean, people talk about Memphis. Memphis were what two and six in the bubble? You know, they mm-hmm. lost the close game or whatever. Kings lost the close game. You know what I'm saying? Like the Grizzlies got blew out. They got when Jaron Jackson, they struggled. You know what I'm saying? Like things yeah. of that nature. When Jaron Jackson was there, they were competitive. Marvin Bagley's there. Maybe they're competitive. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost as simple as that. And because, to your point, the roster isn't as deep as it's made out to be, they can't it's, – it's it's walking a tightrope to sit up here and be like, all right, we'll be good if, if we can be healthy again because that's not how the NBA works. Like, your whole roster yeah. will play 82 games. You know what I'm saying? And I think – and so, I do think people have – I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just, I'm just saying, like, yeah, that's they, – they need health, but they need to um, – be a little more prepared for when when they're not healthy. Yeah, I, I think people have glossed over the fact that how many games De'Aaron missed, how many games, you know, people say, well, what was it, like, was 20, was it close to 30? Uh, no, De'Aaron missed probably closer to 20. I think I know he missed okay. 17 initially, then he missed a game here and there after that. But people have glossed over, well, their, what their record was with Marvin. I'm like, first off, that implied that it was Marvin's fault. And it wasn't Marvin's fault. I thought they were bad already. I said, and secondly, on a team that needs talent, I don't care how you feel about Marvin. He was the second overall pick in the draft for a reason. They need talent. And you just yeah. don't take that away, especially when there was a lot they were going to do built around having him. You take that away, that that, that matters. You lose Rashawn for 25-plus games. That yes, matters. He was their best player at the time. Yeah. Rashawn was, I mean, so, was their best player at the time. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, all to me, all those things matter. Which is why you got to look at, you know, how do you fortify this thing? And 
who do you add? What do you and like I said, I'm still of the belief that this this young core that everyone was so hyped about, you know, ain't nobody in this core outside of De'Aaron. And I, and I think he would throw Marvin in there so valuable that you would just say, I can't move him. Mm-hmm. And I think and I think even with Marvin, hell, if it's not, if somebody wanted to blow, you know, blow you away with a deal, you gonna at least listen. Somebody threw out there um, uh, Zach Levine, Laurie marketing for Buddy and, and Bagley. And I've been against giving up on Marvin Bagley, but I, I paused on that one. I paused on that. I had to sit up there and think about that one because, I mean, Zach Levine is better. He's, you've got the best player in that deal, in my opinion. Yeah, I just you don't, the I best don't know why. I just don't know why Chicago does that. Why would they want to play Marvin? I don't know why window, either. I, I don't window. know why, but... That, that sounds like a great ESPN trade machine deal, but why in the world would Chicago say, let's play Marvin Bagley and Wendell Carter together? <laughs> I, I have no idea either, but I keep hearing, this was throughout the season about, well, I think Zach Levine doesn't like the coach. That's that's one thing for well, sure. Well, no one likes him. What you read, no one likes him. <laughs> well, well, look, so look, that's it's funny you bring that up because I thought about him when people were like, uh, the Kings, Luke Walton, if they're not working hard, you sit them or you make them practice until they puke and all this other stuff. Um, he, the guy in uh, Chicago tried that and there was almost a revolt. Like they, <laughs> they almost didn't show up for the game. Like that doesn't work in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. This, Just this, off this the rip. Not, like I think this is, Pop this is can not do that. This is not 1988, <laughs> 89. You know, you can, right. there's things you just can't get away with anymore. You just can't be like, you know what? If they don't, if they don't play well, don't give them water to practice. You can't, there's like laws. I mean, there's just things you're not allowed to do. And they look at you like there's crazy. And the funny thing, I remember when that happened. I forgot what I was. I forgot what it was on. But somebody asked De'Aaron about that situation where they like had to make. I think the thing was he made them practice after a back to back or something like yeah, that. Yeah, which which and never happened in the NBA. Right, and De'Aaron was like, they asked him, they're like, De'Aaron, what would you do if the coach asked you to do that? He's like, I'm not showing up, <laughs> period. Like, I'm not coming. I'm crazy. I'm not doing that. So it's just, and I, I get where people are coming from, but like we said, it it don't work like that. Like, especially with new coaches like a Luke Walton or I'm skipping on my man's uh, name in Chicago. Boiling. Um, but Boiling, yeah. He, you know, Pop might be able to. There's a handful of guys in the league who would even think to get away with something like that. I mean, I'm thinking and, Pop could yeah. do it, Spo could do it, Spo. Spo, you know, he, you know, Kerr could could, could pull something mm-hmm. crazy, and that might be about uh, it. Yeah, it might be about it. Yeah, Rick Carlisle I, might might be able to do it. Yeah, you know, Doc maybe, but Doc wouldn't do that. What none of those guys would do? That. Yeah, none That's of the them would, point. you know. But yeah, <laughs> but like yeah, they, I mean, none I, of them would even think to do something like that because you know what I'm saying. Like it just it would work, and I and I respect Boylan for trying something, but it just don't. That no. wasn't that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't going to be the move. And I just think a lot of times, you know, I always say if you're going to send a tr- put a trade out there, it's got to make sense for both teams. And like I said. Why in the world? I mean, after railing against the Kings for having too many bigs, why would the Bulls be like, you know, we need we need two bigs from Duke to start together, and we are gonna make this? <laughs> no, no, come on, no, that's not that. Well, know, I, just I think mean, they at one point they got Eddie Curry and uh, Tyson Chandler twenty together. years maybe, ago. Maybe they want to re- bring it back. Not bring it back. Like they want to get people <laughs> fired. Yeah, let me doing that now. You know, I mean, yeah, it's I, I said it to me. You, I, I just believe you can't take anything off the table. You just can't. 
You can't mm-hmm. be like, well, I mean, I think one of the crimes or one of the crimes bad teams commit is they're married to young players because it was their player. Mm-hmm. And so I have to pay my player. Actually, you don't. You know what? If, if, if a sign and trade is better for your long term future, you do it. You know, you don't have to do anything. That's even the case with the whole thing with the Bulls and they matched the Kings offer for Zach Levine. It was like, well, we can't lose Zach Levine for nothing, so we have to keep him. Right. And maybe you maybe you feel like you did, but you know, hey. It's gotten him nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and so is that his fault per se? No. You know, but I just don't understand why to me there's no I don't believe that there's anyone outside of De'Aaron that you say, I've got to keep. I have to have this guy, you know. It's like, no, you got to look at everything because, what, like I said, with their salary situation, you know, with the uh, with the money they gonna have committed to Harrison and Buddy, and you know, like I said, you're looking at having your cap taken up potentially between a a, a good chunk of it between Marvin, not not Marvin, excuse me, Harrison, Buddy, Bogey, and Corey Joseph. Right. Come on, man. Come on, man. and, and you they, know I don't they think gotta go. You know, one of them, at least one of them's gotta go. And, you know, part of that is just built around the fact that De'Aaron's still in a rookie deal. But then, you know, so then it jumps to the point where De'Aaron's the highest paid player, right? You know, and then you know the you know, and then I think both Buddy and Harrison are on declining deals. But it's not like Buddy goes from twenty five to ten. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, so it's not like it's gonna be like oh he goes from twenty five to nothing. So. There's just so, to me, there's so many layers to this, so many things you got to look at. You know, you look at these teams that were left in the bubble. You look how just the, the how Memphis, I think Phoenix really made the most of the experience. Of course, they don't get yeah. in, but they're I think they're a better team for it. I think yeah. you know yeah. Portland made the most of it. Memphis, you know, I mean they could have folded once Jaron got hurt, and I think anyone would not have, no one would have blamed them. I think they're going to be better for this. I know, and I and I was Mister. The Kings will be better for this experience, and I think they are better in the sense that they know what the, they know that that coast through a game shit don't work. Which I thought they would have learned by now, but right. apparently some people are hard headed. You know, <laughs> you know, but I, you know, I think in that case, but are they are? Can I say they're a better team? We won't know until the fall, it, and, and that will and that will and that will be based on their approach. Are we gonna? Are you gonna assume that you're good? Like I've, I've said all along, this team ain't talented enough to try to coast. No. And the other, the other spot where I think this benefited them, in my opinion, the way I'm looking at the situation is, um, it's clear as day who needs to be there and who needs to move on. In my opinion, like it's it's clear as day, and you got a better understanding of that. And maybe, maybe if the season continues and you um, miss out by a game or two from the A spot and don't, you know, have this experience, you don't get to see like who you need to move on from. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I think it's clear as day what needs to happen at this point. You need to see, you need to see how some of these guys responded to pressure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and who, who's ready for prime time and who, May not be ready for prom. You you had to see all that. So, so with that we have Jason. We'll have plenty of time to talk about Kings next week. We have the draft lottery. Hopefully, uh, somebody has the rabbit foot, you know, with them on the Zoom meeting, and they can get you know a top three pick or something like that. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and if for entertainment purposes, 
I would love to see a mock draft where the Kings get LaMelo Ball. <laughs> I would love to see. I mean, LeVar would be like, oh, no, I don't play for Luke again. No, I, 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 that's just my own. I mean, I haven't talked to Luke about this, so it's just me talking crazy for fun. Yeah. Luke probably be like, "Did you give me that damn?" Yeah, who knows? I, you know, I've never heard Luke say a bad thing about Lonzo, so you know. But you know, hey, and Luke doesn't like, have such, like I said, yeah. I, I would love for Lonzo. If if New Orleans is willing to give away Lonzo Ball, I would love for Lonzo to be in Sacramento. I know a lot of people are stuck on that bullshit from a few years ago. No, we don't want Lonzo. All this other stuff. I think Lonzo is better than people give him credit for, and I think um, he could help this team out. So Kings ain't good enough to market, say who they don't want. They can make him better. They, they ain't good enough to be like market, be picky. I'm with Lonzo. I'm with that. Um, but yeah, we've got plenty of time to talk about what the Kings need to do in this off season. But we're going to talk about teams who are not in the offseason yet. We hadn't got a chance to really talk about the NBA and the bubble and break this thing down. And Jason, I'm going to ask you. Um, you're going to take off. I'm going to allow you to take your professional hat off for a second. All right. And I need you to tell me why you're not worried at all about Dame time coming to LA. You know what I'm saying? Well, not coming to LA literally, you know what I mean? But going up against them Lakers. Cause I think Dame time is ready to do something crazy. I think he's ready to do something crazy. If he gets them Lakers in the first round and, and, and make no, no doubt about it. Um, Portland is, is going to the, to the playoffs. Memphis, great story. They may get them once. They're not beating Portland two times as Portland is the eighth seed. So it, it will be Portland Lakers in that first you, round. You think? I'm I, I, I'm not going to count nothing before it hatch, but you know. How you feeling, man? How you feel? I mean, is there any apprehension? Nurkic gets back, all this other stuff. I poo poo Portland, and they look good. They don't play defense, but they're scoring like crazy. Can the Lakers keep up scoring wise with the roster that they have? Yeah, I think if they were to play like if they can get a game maybe two, they're not beating the Lakers. But you know, I'm not ready to jump off that ledge yet either. But they, I'm they're, not, they're not beating. I'm getting closer. I mean, Dame always plays good against the Lakers. I mean, you know, so I mean that's not you know you would love to have Avery Bradley for that, but you don't. Yeah. So you know, but you still got I think between you know KCP, Danny Green, you know the point guard. Uh, you you know <laughs> is he okay? He'll be all right, you know. You know, the point guy plays through everything. You know, he's not gonna. My man, my, the point, the point guy passed on his sister's wedding. The point guy is there on a mission. You know, he's there on a mission. I'm not worried about the point guy. I, I think yeah, he got. I'm gonna tell you, gotta, you, gotta, you, you like know. I told my guy, like I told my man's. He's he's good at what he does. It's a nice story. You don't want the point guy, quote unquote, playing that many minutes. You don't want him going up against Dame. You know. For for a three minute stretch, because it could get nasty. I think I don't think it'll get as nasty as you think. It'll get nasty. It's gonna get nasty regardless of the game. But I mean, I just think, I think that thirty seven piece that you know Chris Karis Levert dropped on them. Oof. Well, what's what's I mean, this team needed what, what sixty one to beat no MB, no Simmons. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, that was the that was the Dallas game. Okay, whatever. It was, you know, but he needed okay. 50, 50, whatever. To okay, no one yeah. Note Simmons. Yeah, so I'm like, I just, <laughs> I mean, I just wonder how much can be left in the clip. I mean, and I, and I, and I, you know, because I mean, you look at even last year's postseason, Dame was was killing, and then by the end, whew, you know, CJ had to get him to the conference finals, and then they couldn't yeah. get a game against you know Alonzo McKinney and them. 
crazy thing is um, that was a wild series because they got swept. And weren't they up by like twenty in every game? Yeah, they yeah, they like were like killing every games. game. And I just think, <laughs> I mean, and it remind to me. I hope it makes people appreciate just how good Isaiah Thomas was as a player. Not, not just the not the King Isaiah, but yeah, he's the good too. Isaiah Thomas. No, no disrespect. But, no, but, no, yeah, no, IT, no disrespect. But to my the homie. Isaiah Thomas. But, but we're talking about Zeke here. How yeah. hard it is for a little player to carry a team. Yeah. You know, you don't see most times a guy that size carry a team for a reason. Cause, I mean, that's hard. And the Lakers, you know, the KCP, King Killer, you know, probably by the Kings won. They had to play against KCP today, you know. But um, I'm going to stop. I'm just not being a jerk. But, you know, but, you know, that's 6'5", six, 6'. Six, you know, you're going to throw size at him. And, and like I said, if, if these guys, you know, if these guy, if Josh Richardson is eating, you know, if Jared Allen is eating, what you gonna do with LeBron and AD? Like I say you got yeah people forget yeah people talking about Dame Dame is gonna go off. Who was who was guarding LeBron James on that team? Carmelo. Okay, like I said, who's guarding him? <laughs> who? Gary Carmelo Trent. gonna play? Look, Carmelo going LeBron's gonna average close to thirty, but Carmelo is going to play. That's all. So this is my thing with with Portland against the Lakers. AD's gonna average thirty to thirty five. LeBron's gonna average twenty eight to thirty two. We get that. But the whole thing is they have the bodies to make them work. It's not gonna be no resistance at all. You got well, a Nurkic. Gonna... You got a you got a Hassan Whiteside. You got a Zach Collins. You got a Carmelo Anthony. You know, that's really all you got on the wing for the for the trailblazers. For ain't none of them wings except Carmelo. Yeah. You ain't, so, ain't gonna yeah, put you don't Nurk have out that. there. Remember when I mean LeBron already took Nurk's soul a couple of years ago. Go, remember, <laughs> he already took his soul when he. I'm, no, I'm saying Nurk against AD, not against LeBron. Oh, uh, whatever. Even though Jared Allen just tore him up, but Nurk is gonna get it back. <laughs> Nurk is gonna get. I, look, I'm not. Nurk I'm not ready to jump Nurk, off the because Nurk gonna foul out. I'm not ready to jump off the ledge and say they're going to beat the Lakers. I'm not doing a Charles Barkley. No, like, like I said, but I, I, I'm, I think I'm they starting can get a to see things. I'm they can get a couple. Of, they, they can get a couple of games, but they can, they don't give up 140. Let me ask you. Let me ask you another question, Jason. Um, that I'm having with one of the homies, and I, I don't think there's any wrong answer here. Let's. I think both of us, when we talk about this, it is with the utmost respect for both guys. There is no disrespect here. But I think it's time we had a conversation about Steph versus Dame, about the that 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 point guard championship belt right now. Now, if you're talking resumes. Obviously, come on, let's not get ridiculous. Dame doesn't hold a candle to Steph Curry, resume wise. Well, but if it, we it, if it, we had twenty four teams, a team team awards, the team accomplishments definitely not right. But if we're at twenty four, and I got yo, I got the first pick, Dame or Steph. I'm starting to think. I mean, just just as a hooper, and you've been there too. I hate to say it because I love Steph Curry. No disrespect. But Dame can give you, I feel like he can give it to you in more ways. He can get to the cup. He can blow by you. He can get to the line. He can finish at the hoop. He can now he's hitting from half court. Now he's hitting from half court, Jason. I, I man, bro, I don't know, man. At at the very least, it's worth the discussion. For so long, people have been like, don't even bring up the discussion to me. It's Steph Curry. It's worth the discussion right now. Steph Curry. And I've always Miller. thought it was a discussion. I, I you know, I said Dame loves to, you know. Remember that was a few years ago where Dame didn't make the All Star game and Steph did. He he put fifty on him after the break. Mm. 
So I mean, Dame is cold. You know, mm. I don't. I wonder how. Da- and I and I can't. I've always made the argument that, given the situation, there are situations depending on your roster where you could argue that you'd rather have Dame instead of uh, Steph. Yeah. You know, depending on how your roster is built and what you got around it, you know, what you need that guy to do, you know, because that means Dame can carry a team in a way that I don't know if, if, if Steph does the same way. But I mean, it's it, I mean, it's it's close. I mean, Dame's a top ten player in this in this league. It's you know, one hundred percent. I mean, what I he think what he did I, in this bubble is just it's legendary stuff, man. It's it's Kobe like Kobe like. Yeah, yeah, some mama yeah, stuff. Yeah, now yeah, before yeah, we yeah. before we move on, um, Rob, get in here. Do you feel disrespected? Have we disrespected Steph at all? Uh, I wouldn't say you're disrespected. I I mean. What Steph Curry, Dame too, by the way. What Steph Curry has done is historic. I mean, we we see how many guys are jacking up threes at the astounding rates, and I think a lot of that really started with with what the Warriors were doing and Steph being able to hit four hundred threes in a season. Like he's he's a great player. The thing Mm -hmm. that I really like about Dame though is that killer edge, and I'm not saying Steph doesn't have a killer edge, but like. Steph, look, he's always got a smile on his face. He's, you know, I, I like that intensity from Dame. And I've said for years now, like, if, if I didn't have Steph Curry on my team, the number one point guard that I would want would be Damian Lillard. So okay. I, I don't really, like, you know, I don't think it's disrespectful to bring him up in the same conversation. It's not like we're we're talking about someone who hasn't done anything. And I think that, you know, Steph's going to be a Hall of Famer. First unanimous MVP, back-to-back MVP. I think if Dame was on a better team, he'd be getting more accolades. But, you know, he's... It's... I think that Damian Lillard is a, is a very fun player to watch, and I think he's a guy that deserves to be in the conversation top two or three point guards in, in the NBA. Okay. I just I just wanted to check because there's been Warrior fans highly upset about about this being brought up in the last few days. And then I, I want no disrespect for Steph Curry, Jason and Rob. Steph's my guy. I love me some Steph Curry. I'm just saying what Dame is doing is crazy right now. It's crazy. I have to say, in terms of like, you know, I'd say Steph and, and, and Damian Lillard have two of the most, uh, they're two of the guys that you really have to pick up once they cross the half-court line. Like there's not many guys in the leagues that it's pulling up from from the logo, but Steph will do it and Dame will do it every now and then. Clay does it as like a heat check. I, Devin Booker might pull up from deep, but Booker, the two oh the two guys that I think are the best like long long ball shooters are definitely Steph and, and Damian Lillard. And I do think that like Lillard does a good job rebounding. I think he does a lot of things really well. And and the fact that Clay is on the Warriors has allowed Steph to avoid a lot of defensive assignments because he's got some quick hands, but he also gets into foul trouble and he's not the best one-on-one defender. He can like cover in the the defensive scheme the Warriors run. But I again, I I really like Damian Lillard's game and I think he he deserves a lot more respect than he gets. And shout out to Rob, our, our producer. You know, appreciate my man by, by, uh, coming in here. And, and breaking it down like that from a Warriors perspective. But Jason, you know what? You know why I love Steph? You know why? I'm going to just say, you know why I fuck with Steph? Because, and this is what the Kings need. This is what the Kings need, right? Talent is one, obviously. But I bet you Steph Curry's pissed off right now. I bet you he's pissed off. He's, he's seeing all this. 
and he's getting in that gym and he's not just working out just because, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. He's working out pissed off. Bring it back to the Kings here for a second. Who is pissed off about what what happens in this bubble? That's what I want to know. Who's going to work out pissed off this offseason? I need to know if they got somebody like that in the building. Who's going to come back and say that will not happen again? No. I need you can't like there's different levels of getting your work in and working out. There's there's working out just because, okay, this is what I do. You know, I want to put a video on IG. You know what I'm saying? This is just what I do. I, I, I love to play basketball. So I work out. I get that. But then there's another level where guys be I've been talking about it since, uh, you know, I am used the example of Marvin Bagley wanting to knock the hell out of Luka Doncic. You got to get pissed off. You got to get pissed off out there and, and use that and fuel Use that fuel in your offseason, in your workouts and things of that nature. And I, I guarantee you, Steph Curry, is he's a silent assassin. He's pissed off. He don't want to hear this no more. He's, he's feeling disrespected. I guarantee you he's working out pissed off, man. Who's doing that in Sacramento? That's what I want to know. I mean, I wanted to be doing that, but, you know. Yeah. We'll, we'll, like I said, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Just kind of did the, what, what's this a spark because it's two years in a row where – you had a chance and no showed to a large degree. So I mean, we'll see. I'm. I'd be embarrassed, I'm, Jason. I'd be so embarrassed. I'd be embarrassed. And yes, and I, I mean, and I don't mean that yeah. as no disrespect to them. Like I said, I keep saying it. I'll keep saying it. I ain't got no problem with those guys. Those are great guys, and, and they're they're great. They're great basketball players. You know what I'm saying? To get to this point, but just the competitor in me, I'd be embarrassed to go out there and go what what they go. It was a token three and uh, five. They ended up, really ended up being three like, and five. They started yeah, one and five. Hey, they beat the Pelicans twice. So you want to talk about being embarrassed? Let's talk about them for a quick second, since we're going around the league. Um, people screaming Luke Walton needs to be fired and all this other stuff. I mean, this bubble was almost created for the Pelicans to to advance, and they showed up one time. Alvin Gentry is is he gonna? Is he on a hot seat? He's got to be just because he's a coach working under a GM that wasn't the GM that hired him. Hmm. That's never a good position to be in if you're the head coach. Because unless you win the chip, you know, why should I keep you? Right. You know, he's that's the tough spot. And talking about a team that looked like they didn't give a damn. I mean, hmm. they, you know, they topped the Kings and not giving a damn. And it was just a weird setup. I mean, the whole... Zion minutes restriction, and you see the reports. People were saying Lonzo looked like he didn't care, and you know, and someone said, "Well, weird why? you want to talk and, about bad vibes?" It was somebody bad said, vibes somebody said, they said, "Why would those guys care if they knew all the organization's only goal was to protect Zion down there?" Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, mm. you know, and you know, do you max out Brandon Ingram and? Man, this is funny. I think you definitely uh, max up. I, I know yeah. people are asking that question. You definitely max them out. But remember, I posed that question to you not too long ago about a lot of people believe him and Zion aren't a good fit together. Yeah, and you know, I don't know if they have enough of a sample size to know for sure. But I mean, that could be the case. And I just, I'm just laughing to myself. I remember a couple of years ago, Kings fans telling me. They'd rather have Buddy over Brandon Ingram any day. <laughs> Come on. We want no damn Brandon Stall Ingram. Stall us out, man. Stall us out. We want no damn what? Brandon Ingram. We want no what damn the, Lakers. We uh, want no damn Lakers. <laughs> what was the argument last year? It was uh, Buddy over Jalen Brown. 
And oh, I yeah. even think I even think Why they tried they... to say uh Jamal Murray too. Yeah. Why they pay Jalen Brown all that money? They're crazy. <laughs> he ain't worth that money. Jalen Brown's a damn bargain now. He should be a max player. Damn. Yeah, I, I remember that. I was like, why are you worried about Jalen's pockets? I worry about what's going on over here. Leave Jalen alone. Oh, the Celtics are stupid paying Jalen Brown all that money. You know, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, oh, this just, this, yeah. I mean, I think of the teams that are leaving the bubble, the teams that leave with the most shame have to be the Kings and the Pelicans. 100%. I mean, in terms of just, it's not I mean, even close. I mean, the Wizards didn't have a good record, but my God, they, you know, they 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 took me and you and like Rob to the to the bubble because all their guys <laughs> were down, you know, right. you know, you know, they don't have, you know, once Beal wasn't there or Bertans, they're like, yeah, it's over for them. But right. the teams with the most shame have to be the Kings and the Pelicans, the two teams that were supposed to play that night. The season stopped. Yep. Both teams had, were so high and on not high, you know they were they had they their optimism was high. Let me be clear, like for you, I say Jason said they was high before the game. <laughs> there was high optimism that that yeah. night, and then to see you know like you said they had the easiest record so to speak in the you know in the bubble. But you always know, that's why you play the games, yeah. You know, and yeah, they just did not show up. I mean, just flat didn't show up. And them and the Kings to me, those, I mean, if we're gonna. They're giving out awards, I know, for the bubble, bubble MVP, bubble coach of the coach of the bubble, whatever, whatever. Who cares? You know, they'll do hang their banner in, in, in the in the pavilion there. Who knows? But you know, but no, the, two teams the that walk will have, of shame award goes. Yeah, to two the teams that will have no all bubble team players and no all bubble team coach will be those two. Because that, yeah, yeah. I mean, just overall. Those are two teams that, like I said, would be the most disappointing just because of what you saw on the court. It's like the effort wasn't there. Probably, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Probably the two worst defensive teams there, too. So it makes had sense. Had to have been. Had to have been. Last thing before we get out of here, Jason, do you have any comments on um, NBA? the NBA having to tighten their um, requirements or who they're letting into the bubble? Because allegedly, a lot of IG mod- models trying to sneak into the bubble – when they start letting outsiders in, you got any man, thoughts on that? Man, guys, they're just lonely. They're lonely, <laughs> and you know, you've been in the bubble for a month, and you know, baby girl, y'all been going back and forth, <laughs> FaceTiming, and I listened to a, some, some other podcasts with one of them, horrible decisions, and some of the stuff. Oh, you shout say, out, shout out to horrible decisions. They were, I mean, some of the stuff they say they've been doing on FaceTime with players is rather I don't I won't say it's disgusting, <laughs> but. These dudes and dudes in the bubble wilding, and you know, they, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I just want to know who's going to monitor like the relationship. How long have you known her? Have you? <laughs> is she more than just a social media? Like, who going to monitor that? I, I, you know, I mean, it, it may in the end be a big win for girlfriends and wives, just because mm-hmm. you know, if if they're going to get all in your business, you're like, you know what? Go ahead and have my man, girl. I don't be trying to have no snow, no. I don't need to be having Shorty, you know, with the with hella followers who've been DMing me for the last, you know, five weeks that I've been quarantined because, ooh, somebody, ooh, I mean, I, I just can't imagine how them dudes are going to be when they start getting attention. I mean, that's going to be the real test for the players. Like, who going to lose their mind then? Like, oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, man, that's going to be real interesting. going to be a bunch of missed tests. Like, oh, man, I almost <laughs> slept, man. Real interesting. That little ping, the little fishing area, the whole ping pong. Tennis, 
I'm going to get real deserted. Yeah, deserted. deserted. At least for the first few days after all the visitors' <laughs> quarantine is over, going to be a lot of do not disturb signs up. <laughs> oh, man. Well, look, at least at least it'll be um, uh, an authorized visit, unlike uh, what happened in Seattle with your boy who tried <laughs> to sneak in somebody and, <laughs> and uh, tried to sneak her in by putting her in Seahawks uh, attire. Like as if she was one of the players. Well, that was wild. That is <laughs> that was that is, wild. I was waiting for it to come out the bubble. I'm like, oh, the NFL beat him too. I was like, my man, my man risked it all. It was an undrafted rookie at that. Bro, they ain't trying to keep. They ain't got time for you to be doing that. No. Had her in a damn Bobby Wagner jersey walking her, through the hallway. Had her in the hoodie. Like, wow, she's a little, she's a little DB. Wow, so petite. Wow, I haven't seen a DB that size before. Oh man! You know, like wow, you no, know, such small hands. Wow, <laughs> what position does she play? Does he play? That wow, is you know, hilarious. yeah. I mean, that is. I mean, I, I guess I can't even say respect this hustle. He's a dummy. Yeah, yeah that was that was not bright. Don't, that don't was fuck not up the house whatsoever. money trying to get trying to get some trying to get old girl up in the bubble with you or the, the hotel. Yeah, but yeah, that is the on. definition of fumbling the bag right there. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you know that that is the definition of of ass over cash. <laughs> That that is that is that is a percent. If you you know if you want to know what ass over cash was, that was it. My man had a chance to be in the NFL, but he's like, no, I got to get. I mean, I'm like, is he I got to do this. I I'm have like, to do from, this. I'm like, who? I'm like, I have questions. Who is she? Is she from Seattle? That is girl. I mean, why was she? I, I have questions. You know, like, wow. did you just happen to run in there at the bar? I was like, hey, I'm gonna go up to the room and get you a hoodie. You know, get you up to the room real quick. You know, I mean, I I, I have so many questions, but. Be, I'll be right back. I'm gonna get these shoulder pads for you to put on, uh, so I can get you into the locker. This room. helmet is heavy. <laughs> uh, like, what was the giveaway? Who's wearing a helmet in the lobby? <laughs> is she? Is he wearing cleats? And you know, excuse me, sir, your cleats are scratching up our floor. They realize this person; them shoes look really big for that body. It, you know, the the worst thing I heard about this whole thing is somebody. Tweeted out that um, something to the effect of, uh, ironically, she was only a half inch shorter than Russell Wilson, and that's what gave her away. That that that's uncalled for. They gotta let Russ live, man. They, they gotta let Russ live. Man, leave Russ alone. <laughs> Russ gonna be in the Hall of Fame, and gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Y'all been taking fun of the man's height. That's the hey, disrespect. Disrespectful. I'm done talking about what's what's he call himself. Mr. Incredible. What, what was I don't his know thing? what the hell that was about. I, I, I saw it. I thought I'm just turn this off. I'm sleepy. I don't, I, don't, I don't even understand this. I'm like, maybe I'm, I'm supposed to be funny. I don't know, but I, will, I refuse to watch. I refuse to watch it. I'm going to do it. I'm right back to oh, I can't watch man. this. Oh, man. Well, Jay, we will be back through the weekend. And, you know, it's with no kings, um, we're not going to go back to the schedule we were on. On the other show, it's not going to be that infrequent. We're not going to be when we were back up north. <laughs> you know, gonna... right? We're, we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, we're not gonna have to. You guys won't have to worry about that. Um, but I mean, we're not going to talk about the Kings every day. But we're gonna come back like and talk NBA. Like as you can see, we're it's J Street vibes for sure. But when they leave us in the off season or in the playoff season, like they've done for the past fourteen years. We still be watching, so we'll talk. We'll have interviews. 
you know, lottery, like you said, um, maybe get somebody in here that, you know, a draft guru, you know what I'm saying? To talk about what they might be looking at in their draft spot. So it's all Kings, man. It's all Kings and all basketball all the time. We're, we're still here for you. All right, y'all. Y'all be good out there. Don't take it too hard now. You know, it's the weekend. If you got to sip on something to get through it, remember, you've been through this, guys. You're tough. 14 straight years, you you, you can you can hang. It ain't even the worst, you know. Yeah, I'm, de- I'm definitely sipping on something, Jason. I'm definitely sipping on something. I'm sipping yeah. on a lot this weekend. Don't don't hurt yourself now. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Just, just a couple it. of years couple of years ago, y'all were saying in Vlade we trust. So oh, get back geez. to that. Yeah, that 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 wasn't me. That that wasn't me. Even though I don't I ironically I'm the one that doesn't necessarily think he should be fired. That that wasn't me saying Vlade we trust. But that's neither here nor there. Shout out to Be Heard, Be Heard Platform. Shout out to my man Damian Barley. Shout out to our producer Rob. I'm Kenny Caraway. This is Jason Jones. We up out of here, man. We'll see y'all. Peace.